Hey guys, Chris Ketters and Travis Hoffman here with you. It's episode 14, if you're not keeping track of season one. I think we were only planning on doing 12, but we got 14. And the reason is because we got something special for you coming your way today. Uh, Travis, you want to tell them about it? That's right. We thought we'd dish out a little bit of the Patreon bonus content that you're normally not in the know if you're not a wild thing. But we really enjoyed this episode with Jennifer McIntyre, we did. And it's just a fun episode, Chris. What did we all talk about? Do you remember off the top of your head? Everything. We talk about our days <laughs> back at WGM. We talk about some funny stories that happened. We talk about uh, the craziness of the sports department back in the day and oh, leading sure. up to uh, Tuesday night uh, basketball and Friday night football games. We had a lot of fun talking with Jennifer. And then just uh, random stuff. I think we ended up talking about like concerts at uh, at Quincy Raceways and, and, and Adams County Fair as well. So we had a lot of fun with Jennifer. We thought this would be a good episode to, to throw at you guys just to see what you're missing uh, by uh, not being on the Patreon. Again, as Travis always says, you get half the pie, you're missing half the pie because there's a full 12 episodes, a full another season practically for you sitting at Patreon. And all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash wildquincy and check it out. Travis, are we missing anything before we jump into no, this? No, it'll, it'll be a good peek behind the curtain. And uh, we hope we hope it might tickle some people's interest and they can join the party over and become a wild thing. We'll be back next week with Season 2 of Wild Quincy. But for right now, it's time to head to the After Hours. It's a bonus episode. It's a Patreon episode. And it's right here on Wild Quincy. Welcome to the bonus episode, the After Hours episode of Wild Quincy. Chris Ketters here with Travis Hoffman, and once again joined with uh, by Jennifer. And uh, hey guys, how are we doing? Hey, how are you guys? Doing well, Chris. Doing well. We had a lot of fun with that uh, podcast that we did, the episode that we did, and uh, I'm so glad to have Jennifer back. And we were talking about just random things. And Jennifer, I'm going to throw this out at you right away. Okay. Uh, one of the things I found interesting, and I didn't think about it till after we get done with the episode, was that uh, where the, the uh, father's body was at. And we were just talking about that before we started, that they were talking about how he started the fire and it was next to the, next to the couch. And but if you look at the evidence of what they showed in the paper at the time, it looked like he was in his room. Yeah, I actually saw the video of the bodies afterwards, which was really disturbing. And for a new reporter, I was like, whoa, because I'd never seen anything like that. But the father was found crouching beside his bed and he did not get burned. He burned a, or he died of smoke inhalation. So and I do remember a fire investigator talking about. Michael McCluskey's story being completely implausible because he said his dad was angry and standing by the couch, which had already caught fire. And they were talking about how quickly fire moves 15 feet a second, which mm, was shocking to me. But um, they said that it would have been 700 to a thousand degrees standing next to that couch. And you wouldn't have been like, there's just no way. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, so it just, it's interesting to me about, did you did you maybe i'm making this up in my head but i thought he was like laying on his bed i no in the video i saw um the the mom was laying on a bed yeah the mom was what about the dad i thought he was in a crouching like almost like a praying position okay um by the bed and he was kind of like between a dresser and the bed and like leaning up against the wall I just wonder if it was just smoke inhalation. Well, I guess that makes sense. He was tr- maybe trying to get out. Yeah, he but, didn't yeah. get out of the window. 
Yeah, okay. That makes yeah. sense. So, yeah, uh, we've had a lot of responses. Um, I want to throw a thanks out to the Quincy Public Library. They got us some extra articles after the fact. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to look through them yet. I uh, want to throw out a shout out to them. And then also just a lot of response back. We've had a ton of people download the episode. So, Jennifer, you're one of our most highly uh, listened to episodes so far. So, congratulations. Zanker. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> So anyway, we so uh, Travis, was there anything before we jump into the lighter stuff? Was there anything with that episode that uh, stuck out at you? No, Chris. I mean, we it's definitely right now the front runner as far as played episodes and uh, just the viral reach of that. I think a lot of people have uh, familiar excuse me can't talk familiarity with the case from their own recollection as well as you know stories. And uh, on one of the You Grew Up in Quincy, Illinois pages, you know, usually share our content there. And boy, there's a huge, I think, 44 comments in that thread back and forth of people that were familiar with the case. Actually, one is a neighbor that lived across the street at the time. And uh, really, really wild to kind of see some additional color, so to speak, to just what was in the black and white of the newspaper, you know, way back in the day. And uh Definitely, definitely a traumatizing event for those people associated with it. So it, it, uh, it's good to kind of maybe if you could look at it as preserving the memory of those who died and just awareness of uh, what, what happened in Quincy's past. So, Jennifer, you kind of mentioned it. So was this your first like big like events, like news event that you were recovering or was there something else before that? Wow, that's been so long. <laughs> I started in August of 95 and that happened in later that year. So the trial wasn't until that probably was definitely the first trial I had covered. Um, I covered some interesting ones, but obviously that was hard to be as far as, you know, the content and like that, that video will just stay with me forever. Um, and Detective Mel, I just loved him. He was so cool. Um, it was it was probably the most significant story I'd covered up at that at that point. Yeah. Now let's go behind the curtain of of a of a uh, reporter at a TV station. Are you assigned those, or do you get some choices on what you get to do? Well, <laughs> you're supposed to come in with your an idea for the day, an idea or two. Sometimes that was hard, you know, in Quincy. Uh Like, uh, uh, there's lots of butterflies out today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, So we had what we called the evergreen file and we would stick story ideas in there that kind of would go, you know, anytime. Most of the time I was assigned a story. And then of course, if something big happened during the day, you just dropped it and went and covered that, which that happened, you know. A lot. I remember um, we were talking about um, one of the Van S boys being in charge of WGM. And I remember John Van S, he was running the sales department at the time. He said, My son saw you on the news last night. And he goes, Oh, someone died. (laughs) 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 He knew that if they saw me at the first person, it wasn't good. Wow. Uh, so yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and then, um, so when did you make the jump? It seemed like you, you, it wasn't long before you became anchor or am I just making that uh, up my head? No, I anchored five and 10 for probably five years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I had, I had done weekends before 
you know, the weekdays, Jenny Dean um, left for Florida and I got her position. Um, and 2007 was when I'd been there 12 years, a full, a little mm. over 12 years um, when I went to pharmaceuticals. Yeah. So Travis told me this afterwards. He's like, you know, I, I, it's so awesome that we're going to have Jennifer come on and do this because I want to hear about some of those crazy stories from back in the news days. <laughs> so, so, so do you have any, any top of the mind, crazy stories that you can tell, tell our people that are listening? I'm not sure. We, we have to keep it um, family approved, right? No, I mean, you can go a little bit above. This is Patreon. So most likely just not as many kids listening. We had, um, you remember the newsroom had that wall that had no top to it so you could hear mm -hmm. anything out in the hall right we were having um a news meeting one evening which everybody hated because it was you know after hours and usually over dinner unless you know order like subway or something but um one of the main anchors a female i won't say names <laughs> said there's too much cussing in the newsroom and someone in the back of the room was like shut the f up blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> only they didn't say f up they said the yeah, word. Right? <laughs> and i was just like trying not to laugh it was funny. <laughs> um and then i i saw um, you know les was always so good to me and i will love him forever but he, i saw him get mad a couple times and it was shocking the man <laughs> that he would turn into. <laughs> um, he went into his his office one day and just like pushed everything off the desk. He was like <laughs> dropping the f bomb and talking about all he was was a glorified babysitter and blah blah blah. <laughs> and so later on that day, he said, "Jennifer, do you mind coming into my office?" And I'm like, "Oh God, what did I do?" Uh -oh. Just sitting here, and I got in there, and he apologized to me. I'm like, "It's okay, it's all right." <laughs> I think we've all had days like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you just can't so imagine that with Les, though. Me. Yeah, I love him. Oh wow, that's that's hilarious. Yeah, you just can't imagine. You know, especially Les. You, I mean, he was on the air for a long time. Yeah, it's just, ooh, yeah, you never never imagine that. I um, interviewed with him, and I I told him I grew up watching him, and then I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Code for you're very old, aren't you? Is that a cool <laughs> thing to say or no? And he's like, it's okay. Because like, he must have seen the look of panic on my face. I like, ah. And I had a oh, woman, it's kind of like, you know, a, a backwards compliment. I had a woman come up to me. Well, it happened more than once, but this woman was particular sticks out in my memory. She came up to me at some event and grabbed my arm and she was like, Oh my God, you are so much prettier in person. <laughs> what do you say to that? <laughs> um, thanks. The camera always adds 10 pounds, right? Don't they always say that? I was just like, wow. That's an interesting, that's an interesting angle, I guess, Jennifer. As far as Quincy goes, I mean, obviously it's hard to attain that celebrity status, but you can't get much more higher on the echelon of that than being on I've TV. I've in other countries. <laughs> I mean, how, how, any weird kind of encounters with fame, so to speak, of people being a little awestruck or dumbstruck no. by somebody they see on their TV? I had the cutest little girl ask for my um, autograph at Village in one weekend. That was like probably the sweetest thing ever. Aww. But one time I went to Jamaica and you know, you like, 
you had the long flight and then like the two hour ride on a dirt road to your um, resort. And I had, you know, my warm clothes on and everything just gone up to the bar and a woman walked over to me and she's like, you're from Quincy, aren't you? And I'm like, Oh my gosh. She's like, you're a little news girl. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> she was from wow. Palmyra. So wow. That's the that was a small world, right? Yeah, I put it six flags and people came up to me and said, Oh my gosh. You're the... And funny enough, when I was interviewing for this job, my first interview involved me going down to St. Louis at that time, Forrest had um, a big office in earth city. And I was sitting in the waiting room waiting for the guy who ended up hiring me. And he comes out with a girl from Hannibal. I didn't, I didn't really recognize her, but she's like, oh, my God, that's the girl from the news. <laughs> and I was like, oh, dear, she's going to go tell everyone that I'm interviewing. And anyway, um, David and I were walking back to his office and he's like, you get that a lot? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, did you pay her to do that? And I'm like, <laughs> that's awesome i didn't yeah <laughs> so th that brings up you kind of hit up on something that's kind of interesting because travis kind of mentioned about like you know in quincy like having people that are on tv that's like that's like the big like you're yeah. you are i mean you're famous you may not realize <laughs> it but like people that are like oh my gosh it's a Quin you know they're on tv now I want to go back. So you you watched local news, the Quincy News, growing up. Who were your people when you were growing up? You're like, oh my gosh, look who that is. Yeah. Well, when I met Les and Shan, obviously that was right. um, yeah. Carl Sowers was a big name. There were some um, people from Springfield too. We would split our time between you know Austin, oh, okay. Quincy, oh, sure. or Springfield because mm -hmm. we were kind of right in the middle. And I actually got to meet one of them as well. I did an internship. Um, over the summer one year and my grandma lived down the street from the main anchor at the NBC affiliate up there or over there. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of, uh, whether Corey obviously was yeah. popular, Rich Kane, um, yeah. Bob Turek. Oh boy. That man. Oh, Bob. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's a character. <laughs> yeah. He sat right behind me and, um, <laughs> he was never dull. We'll put it that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's kind of like me, you know, and it's funny because, even, like, for me, it was kind of cool because I told you why we were doing the episode or the podcast. I was like, uh, you know, when first time I was behind the camera and, and Corey comes to do the weather, it's like, oh, wow, it's Corey, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and he still <laughs> is so iconic. I, oh, my gosh. Have you seen some of his YouTube stuff? Yeah, and he's doing, oh. like, stand-up comedy, which is... Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's doing stand-up comedy on things. Wow. And, um... I, that's another crazy story. I was in Phoenix for the launch of one of our drugs, Lenses, and um, there's 3,000 reps there. And we would cross um, from the hotel to the convention center every morning. And I'm walking along and I get the light to cross the street and <laughs> a fox car pulls up the door comes flying open Corey comes running over picks me up spins me around like three times gives me a kiss on the cheek we take some selfies and hug and he's like i better not hold up the traffic anymore and when he left everybody was like what in the hell was that I'm like oh i used to do the news and he worked with me and they're like oh my god the phoenix weatherman just stopped in the middle of the street and like twirled you around and, and you know took selfies with you and i'm like yeah and he, he 
no, he's the same. He hasn't. Um, oh, he's, yeah. he's got like this perfectly gray hair. It's, it's more silver than gray. Um, yeah. yeah, he's he's enjoying life. Looks like he's living his yeah. best life. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He. Uh, I, I made a joke to Travis because <clears throat> I said I posted there was a. He, I found a night. Oh, actually, it was Travis's VHS tape, but I found a nineteen. I think it was nineteen. Yeah, it was nineteen ninety five, ten o'clock newscast, and it had Shan, and man, who else was on there? Oh, uh, Mark Baker. Oh, and Steve, yes, Mark. And yeah, Steve, and um, then Corey, and I posted the whole thing. It's on. It's on our YouTube channel now. I just went ahead and posted the whole newscast, and I got so joking with Travis afterwards. I'm like, boy, you know, Corey might not want people to see this. <laughs> Did he look a little inexperienced at that time? Well, it was funny because they had a couple mess ups in the newscast and like they they were doing this thing where they were giving away a thousand dollars every night or something like that, and the and the graphic came up and it was the same guy as was last night. And so they were like, I don't think he can win two times in a row. So um we'll let you know who wins tomorrow night. And Corey had of course had some for, some funny joke. And then it was the first time ever in my ever remembering this. Which, this is another background story I think is so funny, and a lot of people don't know about it, is how crazy Steve Luton is oh my God, wow. on a Friday night or a Tuesday night. <laughs> that was chaos back there. And Chris Broughton, he was even worse. Like, yeah. dude, just stop what you're doing, whatever it is, and get up here on time. We used to have to put commercials in, waiting for him, and he'd come up there, he couldn't even breathe. You know, he ran up the spiral staircase, and... I think the show yeah. would be much better if you just don't do the last thing because you're running behind. Like he right. was, uh, now Steve had it down <laughs> to a science. Like, yeah. Well, whatever happened on this newscast, it was, I've never seen it before. He did the first, like whatever the first basketball score was, the first basketball, you know, uh, video. Then they went to commercial again for like three minutes and then they came back and he like was still like rustling around and stuff and trying to get stuff figured out. Graphics weren't coming up. It was a complete disaster night for him. You remember, you're, you might be too young. The disaster the at KHQA, the Lord. Yes. Lorchcast. I watched yes. that live and I was, I was like oh this. I, I was just going to ask you about that. I yeah. saw him out later that night at the Abbey, and I was like, dude, I am so sorry. And he was like... Some some people might not know what this is, Jennifer. Could you could you recap on exactly what, what I guess, maybe what went right would be a shorter Nothing question went right, to answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a, said, the I'm Matt, I'm Matt Lorch, and that was all that went right. Yeah, he was um, doing the Friday Night Sports, and oh my gosh, from the word go, at, at the time, yeah, it must have been Saturday night because it was a weekend. Um, and at the time, they didn't have enough people on weekends like Saturday nights mm. to have different videotapes. So they would put their their stories on the same tape, just one right after another. Well, once you mess one up, you're kind of oh, in yeah. trouble. And so <laughs> at one point during this horrible like first of all they they kept trying to go to this guy that looked like he was in a closet like three times and we couldn't <laughs> hear his audio and then matt was like losing his composure and he was like gotta get a body on merv i think was his name just yes. repeating this weird this kid did once they finally got audio and then um at one point you could hear like 
his soul leave his body. He went like this. <laughs> there was that two. There's like a four second clip where you can just he's like staring down the barrel of the camera, just complete fear and panic. He's got this smile on his face, and it's one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. It in was. <laughs> it was truly. Um, like that tape made it all over. I'm not sure. It's how on far YouTube. And wide it went. It's on YouTube. Oh my gosh. Oh. Well, at the end, he said. Um, something like drive safely has to flip yes. off. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually cut, gets cut off by Letterman, I think. We probably have more news on this station tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Literally I'll get a link to that for our Patreon members. I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah. That was like horrible. Uh. On a scale of one to ten, uh, one being horrible, ten being pretty good, how do you think he handled just everything going completely wrong just consecutively? <laughs> you know, just being um, in that position, I think people, like some of the producers used to think I was a little difficult to get along with. <laughs> and I'm like, if you could do your job right, I'd be fine. <laughs> right, um, right. So I... I it's really hard for me. And I liked Matt personally. Um, so it's hard for me to, you know, criticize him. Like that's a really rough, it was like a really rough five minutes. Like it felt like 25 minutes. Because there's no, nowhere to go. There's no one else. There's nothing you can do. You're just there. Yeah. And I, I'm, and you didn't do anything wrong. It, it, they should have gone to commercial and said, let's get our stuff yeah. together. But yeah, they didn't. And then whoever's directing that, man, oh. you got to put some of that on the director by far. Well, I knew yeah. Caitlin Weinstein, if you remember her. Yeah, I remember Caitlin. She used to produce and sometimes report when she became an anchor later on in Peoria. I'm, I don't know if she's still in Peoria, but um, she actually told me. I had no idea what it felt like when things went wrong and you were upset. She's like, I get it now. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> thank you for saying that. <laughs> oh, man. So actually, this brings up a good subject because I, I have I, I have mine, uh, but I want to see what yours is. It, so take you know our timeline of when we were at, at WGM. Who do you think was like the sweetest, kindest person? Take yourself out, obviously, but who is the sweetest, kindest person at the station at the time? Jane Rollison, like always, oh, forever. Yeah. Like no one is actually that happy all the time. <laughs> ever, ever saw her not be the most pleasant woman ever. She was so, yeah. such a sweetheart. She was in sales. Um, I'm trying to think. Of she might still be. Might she? I think she was a while back. Wow. Yeah. Um, she would be, she was, she was the kind of person that like I would see randomly on the street and she and my mom, like one time worked out together at like some, some place every time she'd be like, how's your mom doing? I'm like, you barely know her <laughs> every time she would ask that. I'm like, Oh, so sweet. Yeah, I'm trying <laughs> to think of like in the newsroom, I wouldn't say any of us were real sweet. So I was a little bit more outside exposure on it. I, you know, I just, I wasn't in there like, like obviously you guys were, but until uh, Shan was always a sweetheart in my opinion. I don't know if I just didn't see the background news person, but she, I, I don't know. I never saw her get mad at anybody. She did. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Shan was always good to me. Uh, I, she helped organize a baby shower when I was pregnant and she um my grandmother died and she sent flowers like she was very uh, uh yeah 
Um, and That's I remember awesome. seeing her out in public while I was working at WGM and, and not knowing it was her. Like she really? was, so, yeah, she was on so long and she was so recognized that she would like go out incognito, like oh, wow. hat, sunglasses. Wow. Like she walked by me at Walmart one day and she was like, Hey Jennifer. And I was like, she, <laughs> <laughs> I literally didn't know it was wow. her. That's yeah. Wow, that's awesome. All right, so Jennifer, it was, we, we did this lightning round questions with Chad when he came on, and so we're going to do these. These are real. You don't even have to be lightning round. It doesn't have to be fast. You can take your time. Any question, No questions, uh, uh, no answers, a wrong answer, that is. Um, but we're just going to throw these at you and see what you say, okay? okay? All right, you ready? Uh-huh. All right. Favorite pizza in Quincy. <laughs> so I thought about this because everybody, you know, I love Papa John's like that. Mm-hmm. I like got to choose. But if we're going to talk about like a real Quincy restaurant, um, okay. a tiramisu makes really, really good pizza. Yes. Really? Oh my gosh. Yes. It's amazing. It's really, huh. what's the one with like ham and, uh, Oh god, is it pizza tiramisu? Is that the name of it? What is it? I'm uh, blanking. He makes so different ones, but I like the one with the white cheese, and it's got like uh, it's almost like um, what's the appetizer they have? Caprese? No, bruschetta. It kind of has the flavor of bruschetta, but it's got you know obviously like tons of cheese on it and um, spinach. So good. I think that's the one I'm wow. thinking of. Yeah, that's delicious. Chicks yeah. actually has really similar flavored pizza they have spinach and artichoke pizza and stuff like that so i would say tiramisu is my favorite but chicks around the corner isn't isn't bad (laughs) nice those are good 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 ones i didn't even know tiramisu had pizza i mean it makes sense but you don't see it very often but it is a really good you gotta try it yeah i definitely will that sounds and check out their new uh new place i haven't been down there i haven't been either and i can't believe it because reggie my fiance and i we usually go down to tiramisu about once a month we've been kind of busy lately so we haven't seen mm, the new sure. right it's on the it's on the list it's on the to-do yeah. list for sure all right so i think you i think i may know the answer to this question but what is your favorite food item in quincy then? Ooh. that's a tough one so oh. i lo- absolutely love the salmon at tiramisu which is so funny <laughs> because they they call it the special but it's literally there every day of the year um and they know my order when i walk in they're like you want the spinach with it right like yeah um but i I also really really love um el rancherito's chicken chimichanga can't beat the ranch man yeah i remember at one point and i'm not sure what this says about me as a mother but i looked at the owner my kids were probably about 10. I said, do you see anyone in here more than me and my kids? And he's like answering me before I even finish. He's like, no. <laughs> Why aren't I getting a discount on or something? And he's just like. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a card? I mean, can I get a card? Yeah. Uh, After 10 <clears throat> meals, we get one free something. Yeah. yeah. I'd be honest. If I was if I was living in Quincy, that I would probably probably have a good run for my money with you on that one because uh, their cheesesteak. Oh, my God. I, Ooh, yeah, I always get the same thing at, like, restaurants. I'm one of those who never, like, tries anything yeah. new. Once I find something I like, I just stick with it. Uh, Nothing wrong with, with that. You. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, so let's uh, change it up. No more food. Let's talk about, uh, doesn't matter if you like it or not, what's your favorite sports team? The St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. Nice. That's, that's pretty easy, right? Yeah. 
All right. Uh, favorite Quincy event, past or present? Hmm. Like a social event? It could be anything. Okay. I really enjoy um, Dancing with the Stars. Of course, didn't get to do it this past year because of COVID. Um, mm. I, I usually make it to that. I think that's super fun to like get dressed up and you usually see a lot of people you know. And of course, you get to watch other people. Yeah, you know, either make fools of themselves or you're like really impressed. <laughs> so it's you know fun either way. Um, I mean, obviously, Bill Clinton's visit to Quincy was cool. Yeah. That was really neat. I one. you know wasn't very far from him at one point. And actually, I have a girlfriend, and she shall remain nameless as well. But she said he put his hand on her tush while they were taking a picture, and I just hilarious like, that doesn't surprise that anybody really right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that oh. was um fun um and we were talking about the um skydiving convention i didn't mm -hmm. really spend much time out there like other than work but i did go skydiving there and um, oh, wow. I did you really? yeah I, I did um i was probably 26 no not even that old um it was probably 97, 98 ish. Um, so okay. that was an experience. My yeah. ear hurt really bad. Otherwise it would have been totally cool. But my ear wasn't for like a week. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Actually, you really? Know? Wow. I guess I never uh, thought about that, that elevation uh, change. It was yeah. crazy. Hmm. The one popped and the other one was just like, but it was yeah. still a really neat experience. Um, and I did cover it like but year after year after year. You didn't do too much tent city activity then. No, no, no. I never ended up out there. I just never did. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Um, <clears throat> all right, Bob let's see. Hall so used to get me tickets to like all of the good concerts at the Adams County Fair, and I would usually oh, meet nice. them. So that was fun too. I got to meet Thirty Eight Special. Mm. That was cool. <laughs> that cool. was nice. Always so good to me. Yeah. Yeah, they. Uh, what year was it that did they have Motley Crue at the at the racetrack one year? And my fiance said yes. So. I don't. I don't remember that. I, yeah, not, I like Motley Crue. Some of their songs from the eighties, but right, I don't, I don't remember that. Wasn't Garth yeah. out at the fair like a few years before he hit it real big? Yes. So yeah. was Jason Aldean. Oh, really? Jason okay. Aldean was too. Jason Aldean. I, I was like. Him. Um, he was really skinny back then. <laughs> I heard that he went to Backwaters afterwards and was hitting on everyone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he took some girl back to his hotel with him. I'm just like, wow. Yikes. Wow. Yikes. Wow. Wow, man. He's, now he's married and has like three or four kids, I think. Well, he's got two or three with the first one and two with the second one. Um, at that time, what, I just heard it in the background, 94. Motley Crew. Motley Crew was 94. I there you go. Here. Nice. I wasn't here yet. Oh, That's why there you know. go. Ah. <laughs> but Jason Aldean did a lot of covers because he wasn't really that big, but Hicktown had just yeah. made it big. And oh my gosh, wow. when he played that, the crowd went crazy. That was Ooh. Man, I wish I would have saw what do you remember like ballpark what year that would have been? Um I was young. Mm, 98, 99, yeah. something like that. Mm. I would say more than 97, I I 98. That, mm, that would have been a good one. Yeah. That would have been a really good yeah, one. Yeah, and a couple, like uh, he put on a show, and then a couple years later, he made it big, and I saw him in Springfield, and he phoned it in. And I was like, oh, uh, that's disappointing. He already made the dough, man. Yeah, he it's, knew he 
cakewalk. It's cakewalk from there. Uh, all right. So if uh, if you were to pick a completely different career, what would you like to do? Interior design. Really? Yeah. Nice. I love that. We got to fill us in on that. Well, um, I'm actually hoping to do it eventually uh, down in Florida. I love decorating. I love redoing old furniture. Um, I even, this was kind of stupid, really. I bought a 1973 Shasta camper. It's one of those like old school ham, canned ham things. Um, <laughs> and it was, everybody that I told that I bought a camper said, you camp? And I'm like, no. And they're like, I'm so confused. <laughs> I've never been camping. And they're like, why Why did you buy a camper? I'm like, because I want to redo it. I was on Pinterest and I just became obsessed with these cute campers. And so thousands of dollars and several years later, I finally finished her. Her name was Opal. Yeah. And I sold her. It's kind of funny because my fiance, we weren't, he wasn't my fiance at the time. He was my boyfriend. And um, I had it for sale for like 12 hours on Facebook and I asked eight grand for it. And he's like, that's a 14 foot long camper with no bathroom. You think you're going to get $8,000? I got $8,000 like that. And he's like, you didn't nice. ask enough money. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> now, um, now, where does your design sense fall? Are you more like a uh, fixer upper property brothers? Where do we fall on this scale? Well... Yeah, I mean, we just bought a little house and it was kind of a wreck. And thank goodness I had Reggie's help. He kind of went down into this really scary basement. I think it <laughs> might be a fun podcast. There's a huge deep freeze down there that you couldn't get out now unless you tore the house down. But <laughs> we won't open it. No one has opened it. <laughs> We're scared like Jimmy Hoff is in there or something. But, um, that's kind of beside the point. But it was like really and um it was in need of some structural repairs and crawling into places that i ooh yeah, yeah. but um hmm. he took care of it he actually like put the floor all back together today so who nice. did they say um was the original owner of that uh gardner rj peters rj peters oh, there's, sure. a drive, oh. there's a drive named after him you know um yep. oh, wow. Alderman, he was very cool. alderman in that district so Oh, mm -hmm. right. so um, we're more than willing to do a live podcast when you open this freezer up. So let us know. <laughs> it, we, that could be exciting. Reggie's like, it's going to stink so bad. Don't open it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to make the boys open it. But the question is, stink from what? <laughs> yeah. What is it going to stink from? That will be the question. Quincy's right, last Capone's vault over there. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Hoffa. We found him. Um, all right, last question for you. Uh, what's so this one's kind of a little bit different, but what's one subject that you'd be most interested in us covering on a future episode of Wild Quincy? Oh, wow, that's tough. <laughs> um, so we've done like Free Fall Convention, we've done obviously McCluskey, we did an episode. Um, heck, I'm only two episodes deep, Travis. What else did we do? Yeah, lately? well, I, I guess the categories are pretty wide open. It could be an urban legendy thing, kind of a local culture, it could be history, yeah. uh, just a fun event in the other past. Mystery, or yeah, you know, it's all over the yeah. We're kind of covering well, all kinds the, of territory. The plane crash yeah. was probably the, the biggest story I covered the whole time I was here. I mean, that was hmm. unbelievable. Um, I don't, I would think that the, the guy's still alive who was 
a maintenance worker out there. He heard them yelling for help. I mean, they literally burned alive. Mm, it was mm, a tragic tough. story. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think of something more fun or interesting that I'm like, ooh, I really want to know more, more about that. It's really easy for us to get to the the bad ones. It's really hard for us to find the fun ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna do well, that. That is definitely one of them that we're gonna do. That, and we may just have you back on for that because were you were the we talked about that you were the main, were you the main reporter for WGM when that happened? No, that was reporter? in '96 as well. Um, oh, okay. Now I was out there and did a ton of wall to wall reporting. I remember Gordon Boyd. He was a really good writer. Oh, yeah. um, he did a lot of the big, big stories. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was out there covering it the yeah. whole time. It, I remember I went to the bathroom once and I had that IFB box on my the back of my pants. Yeah. It went in the toilet. I was like, oh, oh no. my God, Ben's going to kill me. Ben Rusick. <laughs> I was just like drying it off in the bathroom. Like, I wonder if he'll oh, no. notice that it's wet. Um, I'll tell you one thing that, I really just couldn't understand when I first moved here um, <laughs> was how poorly Quincy people drive. Please don't get mad at me, Quincy. And really bad really? at four-way stops. I'm like, this is so simple, people. And everybody just kind of sits there and like looks at each other. And I just started going. After a couple of years of that, I'm like, I'm just going to pull up here and go, see what happens. Everybody's trying. It's because it's so friendly. Everybody's like, no, no, you go first. No, it no, is, you, go first. you go first. You go first. But it was like really annoying. It's still really annoying. <laughs> um, and then yeah, I also I noticed it. some cross, like when I moved here, I'm like, okay, they don't have a, a yield or a stop sign and neither do I. Like in. <laughs> there are a couple of those. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is so weird. So I could just come barreling down here at 25, 30 miles an hour and someone else can be coming the other way. Yeah. And, yeah. There was literally, there's literally like one of those on like a main road. I don't know if it's like Locust or it's one of those south on the south side of Broadway. But I, and actually, to be honest with you, I had a real close friend of mine whose sister got in a car accident in one of those locations yeah. because of that. Jenny there was no stop sign or anything. I, I, that was one of the story ideas I had. I'm like, why does Quincy not have yield and stop signs at four way stops? Like, so weird. <laughs> Um, yeah. So my fiance said the history of Washington Park. That's interesting oh. too because my grandfather was in World War II, and I don't know, and I don't want to know how he knew this, but the building actually that Tiramisu went into, um, story oh, has yeah. it used to be a brothel. brothel. Most huh. places down down around yeah. the square was a brothel. Really? Yeah, we were planning on getting to that seedy underbelly of Quincy. Yeah, yeah. it uh, it was. No shortage of red lights in the windows. Wow. Yeah. That would be really interesting. Well, there, there's also a, uh, I don't know how accurate it is, but obviously we're going to find out, but there's also a story that says that there's tunnels that connect the different buildings on Washington Park to each other. Wow, that's So cool. you can actually walk around underneath Washington I did Park. go underneath Dick's Brewery in one of those tunnels where they used nice. to the beer cold. Um and I remember them saying there is a like a wide tunnel, like under yeah under all of that. And yeah. then bringing up Ron again, he also did the Eels House um, was on the underground oh, railroad. Sure. So there's yeah. some there's some underground stuff there too, which you know is right by the park. Yeah. So yeah. It could be. Yeah. Ron did the Fanschmidt story too. Do you remember that one? the the Fanschmidt family that died out uh out just outside of Quincy 
and the 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 brother or the son killed the family supposedly no i don't remember that that was way back yeah. in the what, 18 1800s right Chris, uh, or? yeah something he was like that very yeah. much a history buff yeah you could tell ron really liked that stuff one night he so. had like it was the night um the tornado hit hamilton which everybody thought would never happen because it had to jump the bluff the tornado did. Mm-hmm. and it was bad like really bad live shot and it was mm-hmm. like ooh. Um, and that was 10 p.m. My phone rang within seconds, and it was less. And he's like, I need you here at 4 in the morning. And I was there for, like, 20, 24 hours. And I was like, you told oh, me wow. through the noon show. And he's like, I need you. I need you at 5, 6, and 10. I'm like, <laughs> so I was there for, like, <laughs> 4 in the morning until, you know, wow. after midnight. But Jeez. that's what we did. Wow. Got paid nothing, you know. <laughs> it was so. It was all worth it. <laughs> It was the life of a news person. Yeah, and everybody thought it. it was like so glamorous. And I'm like, oh, right, right. I shoot my stand well, all... sometimes. Well, at least, at least you know that you had little girls trying to get your autographs. I mean, at least yes. you got something out of it, right? Perks. Yeah. <laughs> the perks. And then Jenny Greisler, yeah. um, she had told someone when she grew up she wanted to be just like me. And she, she followed that she's doing great as a news anchor and reporter. So. That's awesome. Yeah, we were in a little fashion show together, and everybody was like yelling my name. I'm like, see, they're still saying Jennifer Jenny. Just getting her trouble. I won't mention that there's so there's a there's a little girl that wanted to be growing up, and now she is a news reporter. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll put an age thing in there. I know, right? I watched it when I was little. I'm like, somewhere oh, less is laughing right now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> He is. It oh, came for full circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, well, Jennifer, this has been so much fun. We hope you you had a fun time with us. Oh my gosh, I love your podcast, and I really enjoyed listening to it and becoming aware of it. I'm not like the most technological person on the face of the earth. That might be, <laughs> you know, part of being in my 40s. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's been really fun. I appreciate the invitation. Yeah, we'll definitely have you back. We we have like. 85 more subjects on our list. And so I'm sure we're going to have you back for another and one. And think of the question you asked and write them down and send them to you. Yeah. Think of something. Yeah. If you think of anything, let us know. Because definitely. like I said, we we definitely want to find some stuff to bring you back on and, and even just talk about in general. So yeah, for awesome. sure. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys, for uh, being a part of our After Hours episode of Wild Quincy. By the way, we have Rodney Hart, a former Harold Wig writer, coming talking to us next week as we're going to do a Gym City first. So we'll be looking forward to that. Travis, anything else? I think that about does it. Thanks again, Jennifer. Thank it was you, a lot of fun having you on here. Thank you. It was fun. All right, guys. We will catch you next time here on Wild Quincy. See you soon. 